0: I'm out of breath. (laughs) I just walked in the door from uh, walking seven miles here. A little exercise. Probably should have breathed a little more before I started this, but such is life. I don't have much time today. so Uh, We're in Acts chapter 8. We've just gone through in the previous episode the first four verses of this where we saw that Saul was in hearty agreement with putting Stephen to death. And then that Saul went out and he was uh, dragging people literally out of their houses and dragging them all and putting them in prison because they professed Jesus as a Savior. And we saw that the believers in Jerusalem were being scattered. Okay, They were being scattered out of Jerusalem, except for the apostles. The apostles remained in Jerusalem. But they were being scattered about. So verse 4 is the last verse we left off. Do you remember what it said there? It said this, Therefore, those who had been scattered went about preaching the word, even though they were being persecuted, even though they had been, as they say in the deep south, run out of their town, even though they had had to leave, why would you have to leave? Yeah, because of persecution, because of death threats, because your business being destroyed. See, when you look at the uh, details of a lot of this stuff, with someone who was Jewish, Became a believer in Christ. They were ostracized within their own family. Their businesses were absolutely ignored. Nobody would do business with them. You know, we think sometimes we go through suffering. We have no idea, folks. And so they left, but they didn't leave to go somewhere else to be quiet. They went and they preached the good word. They preached the good word of why they had to leave. (laughs) Right? Yeah. They were proclaiming it. Then verse 5 says this. Philip went down to the city of Samaria and began proclaiming Christ to them. Remember, we saw Philip over in Acts chapter 6. He was one of the um, seven that were chosen to serve. So he goes down to the city of Jerusalem, uh, Samaria. Now, Samaria is actually north of Jerusalem. And where I live upon our lovely creation, we're always thinking of uh, directions in certain kinds of ways, right? Well, Samaria would have been north of Jerusalem. We usually don't think of north as being down. They're talking elevation here, folks. Okay? How high up in the air Jerusalem was in relationship to Samaria. So he goes down to the city of Samaria, and what does he do? He proclaims Christ to them. Now, I want us to give very, very close attention to these four verses. We're just going to look at these four verses today, five through eight, hopefully, because I think it gives a pattern for how we should be living and what we should be doing. Everything we do so far, we've seen so far in Acts does this. Now, I know a lot of the teachers and preachers disagree with that. As a matter of fact, they consider Acts, remember the phrase I used earlier, to be transitional. This is what's happening when you transition from Judaism into faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. This is what happens. This is not to be uh, uh, examples for us because God doesn't do it this way now. That is effectively what they believe and how they live, thereby what they teach. And they could not be in any greater error. Because, yes, Philip goes and he proclaims Christ to them. All the elements that we see of the gospel that we've talked about many times, he proclaims to them. Then, verse 6 the crowds with one accord would give an attention to what was said by Philip as they heard and saw the signs which he was performing. Well, there's that phrase again. As they saw the signs, that word sign again means the attesting miracles, the miracles that Philip was performing that attested to the truth that he was proclaiming about the Lord Jesus Christ. Again, many other people today say, well, that was just for the end. That's just first century. Uh, we have the Bible now, so we don't need that anymore. Well, that sounds great, and that sounds wonderful, and it's an absolute lie. It's foolishness to say that. Okay, it really, really is biblical foolishness to say that, okay? It's lack of faith. It's ignorance if you simply don't know. It's worse than that if you do know and continue to insist on saying that or continue to deny what the Bible itself says. So Philip wasn't just talking. He wasn't just proclaiming Christ. He was performing. Now, boy, we have a hard time with that word because when we think of performance, we're thinking of a musical performance or of a movie performance or something like that. There's nothing wrong with any of that. But it just simply means that he was doing these things. He was doing these signs. Well what signs? Well pay attention to what we see in Acts. There's an example given for us in the next verse. Verse eight of chapter, I mean verse seven of chapter eight says this for in the case of many who had unclean spirits, they were coming out of them shouting with a loud voice, and many who had been paralyzed and lame were healed. Well, we have two things that were going on here. If you want to categorize things, because you know how we always, we want category. We want point one. We want point two. We want to be able to lay it out. Okay, here, let me lay that out for you real clear. He was casting out unclean spirits, and he was healing people. That was the attestation, the signs, the wonder that, was, that Philip was doing. And that's just the example that was given here. <clears throat> he likely was probably doing many, many other things. But what was he doing? He's proclaiming Christ. The fact that he came, that he is the Messiah, that he lived a sinless life, his death, burial, resurrection. He proclaimed that. And if an unclean spirit manifests itself or an unclean spirit was in somebody, he told them to leave. And they came out with a loud voice. If there was somebody who was paralyzed and lamed, they were healed. Notice it's a rather particular kind of thing. And God does this. The spirit will do this. Now, this is not done at the behest of an individual. It's done by the empowerment of the Holy Spirit in and through an individual. Can we quench the Spirit and refuse to cooperate? Well, absolutely. Yeah, we can do that. The Spirit won't move. But if we are open to what the Spirit wants and we walk in obedience, the Spirit will do the way He wants to. And in Philip's case right here, those that were paralyzed and lame were being healed. Now, the Lord heals every physical ailment. But quite often, certain people will have certain anointings. I know people that are like that right now. I can name names, <laughs> but I'm not going to name names. Uh, you'd get a kick out of it, but I did. Yeah. Uh, but we've actually seen this in their life, that when they pray for somebody that has a particular type of ailment, God heals. As a matter of fact, that starts getting around town. So if somebody has that ailment, they'll say, hey, you need to get so-and-so to pray for you, because they did for me when I had that, and God healed me of that. Folks, that is what we are to be doing as the body of Christ. But it is so heartbreaking to sit there and watch, to sit there and listen at what the professing body of Christ, and a lot of these are true believers, but they're just babes in Christ because they don't know, and they don't have teachers of teachers. They don't lead them. They don't have uh, leaders to lead them that really know what the Scripture says, that really believe it, that really live those kind of lives. And so it's like a you know a, a bunch of little infants trying to lead one another. I mean, it really, really is. It's the saddest thing in the world. They have no idea that this is what we're supposed to be doing. You know what the outcome is of this? So you have the crowds that were gathering together, and they're giving attention, and they're giving attention to what Philip is saying. And not only what he's saying, but that's being drawn, that attention is drawn to what he's saying because of what they're seeing. The signs, unclean spirits coming out of people, people who are paralyzed and lame being healed. Here's the reaction, Acts 8.8, so there was much rejoicing in that city. <laughs> well, you reckon? Isn't that great? There's much rejoicing in that city. See, we make the mistake. We try to rejoice. We try to act rejoiceful. We try to get people to rejoice when they don't have anything to rejoice over. We try to get them involved in some activity and something and this and that. And you know, we have joy and it's a good time together. And this is the life of Christ. That's a very shallow understanding, folks. I love having hamburgers with somebody. Okay. But that's not the kingdom life. Okay. Healing those who are paralyzed and lame casting out demons, proclaiming Christ to the lost world, that will bring true joy to the city. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you all so much. I'll see you in the next episode.